0: I really didn't think I would be here today or for a while. But this podcast, doing this podcast has actually gotten me through so much and has gotten me through the process even. Even in a very neutral, non dramatic way, this podcast has... Been a space to be guided through this entire growth experience. And so there is a creative need, urge a sense of survival for me to continue being here and I really do appreciate you on the other side to my future self who may be listening this is the process that Has helped. So there may as well be something continued here. Evolving. And to you guys, again, really appreciate it. Let's get into what you're here for, what I'm here for. Let's get into what we are all here for, which is The difficulties within a wake-up call. The difficulties that are not easily taken in. And after this episode, I may do a bit of an update again. I might just do these deeper episodes with updates in between. That might make a little more sense for the process. With announcements and tech and all those kinds of things that you might wonder about. So, deeper insight for this one. So, it's difficult to even start because. There's been a lot of information and behaviors and observations, frankly, that I have, it's been brought to my attention. I've noticed, it's really been brought to my attention. And um, I keep the silences in here on purpose because it it flows naturally within flow state in your thinking process. It flows naturally within my thinking process, and I'm not trying to take that away or fake it out somehow. Um, It's actually pretty difficult to listen to when you don't have those silences in between, to be honest with you. Um, so that's what works some of you are very good at doing this and it can work for your process so whatever works no harm done right Um, but that's if you're wondering why there's so much silence it's just a part of the natural flow of thought and process so where were we so wake up calls observations very difficult to understand at the time and to 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 really put into words There were some observations going on during the update episode that I had done, but I couldn't put into words quite yet, but just was feeling a little more announcy at the time. And so what are these what do these observations really include? Like what is going on, you might ask? Um The thing that is going on is the Same thing you might witness in others when after they've really decided, after they've really acted on, like, sobriety. Something pretty big and profound, like, sobriety is very weird. And so I guess I'll start with the most recent which is very strange. My family had found a video and wanted to share it with me as kind of a family memory. And it was all of us just, like, drinking. Like, it was the best thing. As if it was, like, the best night of our lives because we got margaritas, right? (laughs) It's margarita night. Like, it was just the the thing we had to look forward to. Like, it's, it's our greatest accomplishment that we get margaritas. It was just ridiculous. And I'm thinking, you know, why was this sent to me? Why? I mean, how is this even relevant anymore? It's not me. I'm stupid in this video, right? Um, I'm not proud of... Like why I thought this was so important to just sit around and drink margaritas? Why would I do this, right? Um, because there was a certain closeness maintained within the family. There was a certain bond that you might experience if you're somebody who has experienced this, where it's just one. Of, it's just the thing that everybody, you know, kept close in doing. And so, I watched it a couple more times. My husband and I watch it because we have a very uh, good memory of history together. And it's very important that we kind of, we like to kind of understand that within each other. And he really was curious. I wasn't sure if he wanted to watch it. But he was really curious. And so, the thing, the takeaway was that... We're not Mm -hmm. that anymore. It's okay. Like, we're not. And so if you find a photo or a video of yourself or maybe you're not really proud of what you're doing. Like, why am I doing that? That kind of thing. That's definitely a takeaway that, like, okay. Maybe it makes you feel like you're stuck back there. Maybe it makes you feel like you're in the past. Or, like, why would I have this kind of past? Why would I do this kind of thing? I never thought I would be that kind of person that would just sit around and do this all the time or do that thing in the video or whatever it is, right? Maybe it wasn't your proudest moment, but it's out there and people interpret things very differently than you do and they might even interpret it as like a memory or that kind of thing and you might even see how it's affected other people like it might not be about you necessarily but like if you know by me doing this I have affected other people negatively this kind of thing how could I do this like I've been the influence problem I've been at least a part of the influence problem you know and so then you start to recognize like look at everything you're doing now kind of a thing and you can if, if you have to watch it a few times to recognize, you know, I haven't done this. You go back, how many years ago was this? Or what, even like, forget about math for a second. Like what year, maybe it's history. What year was this that this video was taken or that we were doing this? Really? And it's kind of like a timeline with the page leading to another page at the end. Have you turned that page yet? And that is where we're at in this process. I'm podcasting a lot less than I used to. And we'll get to the deeper part of that in this episode. But, you know, something still calls me back here. So, you know, I'm here either way. Something called you to hit the play button. And even if if it's just this takeaway, if you don't get anything else from this episode, just understand. Those videos, those cringe moments are not you anymore. Especially if you've made changes and you don't do those things. You notice that you don't do those things anymore. That people-pleasing, wanting affirmation, wanting to be... Liked so much. Wanting, you know, craving, needing to be loved so much. Wanting to make other people feel good above yourself. That's not you anymore. And that's definitely not me anymore. Putting others first. That's different. You know, if you know that it's truly going to help somebody. That's very different than putting yourself last in fact and a very good integration teaching that I want to teach is how to put how to help others and put your loved ones first without putting yourself last how to put the needs of others first without putting yourself last how to include yourself in putting others first could be, you know, a good lesson we can get into whether it is within this episode or a new episode entirely. It's definitely something. But that's definitely the most recent observation is the fact that we are not our past selves anymore and it's it's easy to hear if somebody's telling you this like maybe your guru or a spiritual teacher or a preacher is telling you this. like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy for you to say. You don't know my past. You don't know what I've actually done. Like, you may not know. Even if you know me, like, you don't actually know what I've actually done. But it's actually a very... Real experience when you watch yourself from back then. It's like traveling in time. All this technology we have allows us to travel in time, essentially. Including with our future selves talking to our well, our past selves talking to our future selves. When you listen back on the things that you're speaking, when you read back on the things that you're writing... When you watch the things that you're filming, your creative process, when you're looking at your creative process, that is your future self communicating with your past self. And it's a very automatic experience in doing this. So getting even deeper than that. Evolving could look very different than what you wanted from somebody when you're watching them. What does this actually mean? This means that if you're watching somebody who's decided to become sober, or you're watching a group of people, or they've decided to take on something that is challenging even, like exercise every day, or... Have a more healthy and active lifestyle even. What you'll find is that you're not going to like what they're turning into and you're not always going to like what they become. You're not even going to like their values that they stand for because it's going to seem extremely corny to you. It's not even going to seem real to you. And if you're experiencing this yourself, it's almost like there's two different people. And I was talking about this with somebody yesterday um, that I've been collaborating with for a while, talking about this. um, There's been a couple of people that I've been talking with about collaborations and whatnot, but we were talking about the difficulty in... Even getting into this creative space with you in this podcast here, specifically because I was, tell, I was saying that it's like having two separate realities sometimes. The dream state merging with reality is not as easy as you think as much as I've been preaching it to you. Sometimes you have to go completely into your hardcore reality to get back to your dream state. And it's so it's like jumping into a pool of cold water in February. I've done. I've done that. It's very exhilarating. It's uh it's very because once you jump back in and you do your lapse and your thinking process and then you come out again and you can go into your space and go be alone and create, you have a lot more things to say that are different you have a lot more original thought and I mean I know that there's no such thing as originality but you have a lot more authentic real it's more about new you have a lot more new insights in this way by getting out of your head sometimes it doesn't mean you give up your introverted space but Getting out of your head is going to benefit your creative process a lot. Getting to where maybe you're using your phone as more of something to assist you for a little bit. Or you're even entirely going on um, immersing completely into your family without your phone. Or immersing completely into reality without the need of your phone. Or immersing into tools with your phone rather than creative. Tools that will kind of help you process. Some creatives are of the idea that we don't need productivity. And I, I definitely understand where they're coming from. It could be a real blockage to have um, a need for kind of apps to help you process and that kind of thing because it slows down a lot of the process it could stunt a lot of the creativity i find that nowadays if i'm overly like if i'm blocking on my calendar too much this will happen um i track a little bit more throughout weeks and maybe some tasks and bills on my calendar but i I don't find that blocking is very helpful to my creative process either. Nor is it helpful to things that come out unplanned. But to track back is pretty helpful if you need to. It's not always necessary. And then having... Something like a notebook or a notion to dump my process into and my thinking into is extremely helpful. In my case, notion definitely. Um... I don't know where other apps fit into it, but I'm always open to them because I know that other apps are a lot simpler. But for you, it might be a notebook and pen and you're dumping everything into it. It might be a big planner. I'm creating and designing a planner in Notion that's pretty fun. um, And it keeps me in a process that is creative and not expecting of others and not back and forth all the time um learning a lot of design practices within that practicing marketable skills all that kind of stuff in my own creative selfish process which is one way actually that you can um put include yourself in putting others first by loving your creative process so much whether it's writing podcasting like I'm doing um, that you're doing it so much that it's helping you and you're kind of moved by it so much that you can't help but move. Where others can see you, kind of thing, or where you are. in salt water and then you're kind of that salt is sticking to you and you're moving that salt into other locations, other waters, other lands, whatever. And so... The... Weirdness comes in when we go into what makes us actually tick and what makes us work. What drives us is going to change when we go through these like health, dramatic health changes in our lives. And um, providing and earning is definitely a huge driver for me nowadays Um, more so than it was before, before I tried to repress it to my own detriment because of feeling guilty for even, like, who am I to think that I can create and earn money? Who am I to think that I deserve to earn money? That kind of thing. Um, whereas now it's become more of a driver in my life. I've earned money. Um, I've watched my husband earn money for a number of years. Um, who's been encouraging as well. That helps. Um, with the work that we do get, working for ourselves, that kind of thing, with uh, tech, with testing, with um, a lot of research, beta, testing. Um, it's not just like your typical survey data entry. It's There's um, things that people actually need, like airlines, like in-person travel, um, downtown, um, reporting, in-depth feedback reporting, that kind of thing. And um, a lot of this has driven me to kind of be a little more into that because then I know I can bring it back to the podcast and say this is how you can do this if you really would like to earn money it's not enough for you to wish that you could do this it's really about sitting down doing the grueling process of you know there is a lot of data entry involved but then it leads to the effect of what I had mentioned about testing and in person and if you're good at feedback reporting that's going to be a very good strength for you but a lot of you have issues even and a lot of people in the disabled community have these issues in coming to grips with the reality of access within your finances and then you sort of take this and you sort of out better everybody right like you think you're better in this way because you don't need this kind of a thing maybe you're very much sometimes you see it and you wish you could do it but then you talk yourself out of even trying to have the conversations you need to have with your support system about accessing your finances or Accessing a way to receive finances, unlocking your accounts, that kind of a thing. And you talk yourself out of it by saying that you're better, that you don't need to earn. And so your work continues to be an apprenticeship. And there's a huge strength in doing a lot of, um, a lot of work for free there is a huge I love that I have years of work and creativity that I've done I've not earned from because I've gotten a lot of uh, gifts from others in doing it I've gotten a lot of um, and I don't mean like physical gifts I mean spiritual gifts I've been able to give to others in this way and um, I'm finding a lot of it comes from even in-person things Volunteering and whatnot that I've been able to do behind the scenes, um, in visiting with others, in singing, in being in a group atmosphere that's out to help others, and things like that. I've been able to finally find within kind of the church environment. And I'll get to more of that deeper, um, that deeper process. Of how I came to that process. But in hindsight, really, it's about, you know, having that balance that you're not just an apprenticeship. Eventually, you'll want to move on. And there's so many benefits One of the things and I'm really, really at this point where I'm like, I need to take the podcast to this kind of a level with earning. Because one of the beautiful things that I've discovered is that I actually get taken more seriously in introversion time, in creative time, because money really does talk, even if it's you've earned five dollars here or two dollars there. I'm not saying that we have to like go out and be millionaires or any of that or or put our families last or but money really talks it says that you are doing something serious that you're doing deep work that you're doing marketable skills that you're doing, that you're not really sitting there playing around on your phone, that you're not sitting there playing around on the internet, that you're not sitting there just kind of um, being entertained, entertaining yourself, that kind of thing, that you're actually doing something. And if you start, you know, letting, maybe you have your close family that you live with or you have your neighbors or, you know, that people that you know are relevant. Maybe it's not your neighbors so much nowadays, but people that are relevant within your life that would normally not understand it, would kind of shit on what you're doing. And it's not necessarily for affirmation, but it's for understanding that, look, I am actually doing something and I've earned a little bit. This is, you know, I'm being an adult. It's more about being, you know, a grown up because you could be a kid and earn money too. But um, it's more about being grown up versus just kind of like being entertained or entertaining yourself. So I'm really considering and I have been considering for a while taking this podcast, why shouldn't this podcast be taken there? Why shouldn't any creative process be taken there? And so, I absolutely love this work, but I can't put a lot of time into the work that maybe you guys have gotten used to me doing unless i'm leveling up on earning i'm one of those people that are like oh i'm a poet i'm a writer and i could do this all day to my detriment without getting my bills paid or without you know obviously the bills are paid but without really surviving i'm a kind of a star starving artist kind of a deal and so That could mean that I'm showing you how to do this as well. And it would definitely benefit you to stick around. Um, if you dare look at these benefits and you're not afraid of this or you're not talking yourself out of it as if you're somehow better. Part of this other wake-up call is the fact that, and this is really helping to understand the process of, like, earning money versus just kind of entertaining yourself versus just kind of creating, is that even if you're choosing to do things anti-society, right?, and you're anti-society. You're very much. Fuck what everybody else does. I'm different. Right. I'm the black sheep. I'm the odd one out. You're not going to escape. The very basic. Survival needs. Because you're benefiting off of others. Who do give a fuck. You're benefiting off of others who. Are earning. Who. Who will do things, these unspoken expectations for you that you might not verbally say that you expect, but you automatically know that things are taken care of in this way. And this is what really has gotten me into really recognizing that you can never fully be anti-society. It might feel good to say that, it might feel rebellious, but you never really can. Nobody is better than anybody in this way and that's where um, getting into spirituality, the way that my family and I have bonded is through the common um, denominator of getting out of uh, homelessness, getting out, you know, and deciding to be sober fully. Um, we thought we had kind of made that decision until we thought maybe we need other things, other tools, um, CBD, THC, and whatnot. And I think that for some people, they could really help. And I'd much rather see somebody on THC, CBD, um, than pharmaceuticals, to be honest with you. I think it's a lot more helpful. Um, And it can help you off of alcohol. It can even help you in hangover times. Um, And I would recommend it for, for a lot of you. I have this addictive personality disorder going on, so I cannot handle it. And so we've decided, you know, that that is where we're at. And it's actually been over a year. It'll be a year next month that we've fully been sober without any sleep aids CBD, THC, any of that. Because throughout this process, we thought, you know, to pull ourselves together, we might need a little something for anxiety. And it turned out to be a lot more work, a lot more to worry about, and it wasn't worth it, even after the alcohol. So, um, one huge thing that my family and I have bonded over is, and a lot of people tend to um, find that this route is what kind of gets them out. And it is trading one addiction for another. It is. I don't care. Um, We have definitely bonded over Holy Spirit. We've found him personally in our lives as definitely a part of our spirituality in a non-religious, non-dogmatic way. But that has also led us to connecting with those in a spiritual space. We have found um, friends of ours who have been inviting us to their more um, bigger church for a long time. We've been going to other churches and stuff just to kind of explore our own natures of this. And we've decided to take them up on their offer. Um, And we've joined um, a group already that helps other people, and we've been enjoying serving in this way um, on a voluntary basis. I do definitely believe in helping others for free, but I think... To be honest, it's more about doing this in person. A lot of times, where and some to some degree, your creative process. There's going to be a lot of things you do for free, even if it is online. But I think there's a huge impact when you can help others in person for free, and you're not um, doing that whole entertaining yourself thing. It's a huge. It it really your energy moves in that in that way a lot and it's giving back for us it's actually giving back because we got a lot of help and so we want to give back in some way even if it's a small way even if it's not um tremendous or you know look at me that kind of thing but we want to give back in a small way and um And so it's been really, really cool to do that. Um, but what makes this whole thing beautiful as well is that you can multi-everything, multi-spirituality. You can still be within that connection and find beauty within it. Um, because Jesus was definitely an explorer. In this way. And I will always be an explorer. I will never be closed off to one thing. Um But this is something that has connected our family. And this is something that... And, and we will always be explorers. All of us. We're just too creative to be into one thing. And into... We're too creative to put God in a box. And so... That's kind of where it's at. Um, As I do go deeper in life, I will do deeper episodes on these as I always do. But even just these topics specifically and these subtopics. Because I do think that they are things that we need to go over and need to talk about. So, let's see where we're at on time here, because... (laughs) So, the, uh, Deep work, what does it really mean to do deep work? And this is another huge insight that I've gotten. Um, yesterday I was able to put this into words a little more. Um, but this is a deeper insight that I've gotten. Is what is deep work anyway? We need to stop putting being inside your head. On a pedestal. We need to recognize when it's time to come out and get out of your head a little bit and be open to new information, new ideas, because deep work is not your stereotypical library. With desks, although I love that environment, believe me. I love the introverted environment. I love the sort of stereotypes that come with it. I love nerds, all that stuff, right? Intelligence. But there's a deeper element to this that is not being recognized and that is being very much underestimated and kind of pushed into a corner there. And that is the deep work of action. In the small group that I'm in, um, there's a lot of deep work that goes along with action that is not even, there's no need to have everybody kind of hear your insights or be sort of persuaded into thinking the way that you think, right? Um, So I'll ask you a question and I want to know. Um, Well, I want you to really pause and think about this for a second. Even if I don't know, it's more important that you do within yourself. And this is going to sort of introduce deep work in a new way, right? If you had people around you, right, that had nothing to do with your friend group, that had nothing to do with your family... That had nothing to do with the work that you do or the creative interest that you have. They knew nothing about any of it. Whether that's they're not on the internet. Whether that's they don't, they don't, you know, they're not in that stuff. They don't care. Would you even have anything to do with them? Would you go deep enough to have anything to do with life That had nothing to do with being creative on the internet. That had nothing to do with obligation to your family or benefiting from hanging out with your family, you know, or free food or any of that. Would you actually even bother with it? Would you actually give a fuck? And really think about how deep... Do you feel that you are willing to go with this work? We take this shit so seriously as if we're just... So high up and so intelligent. And look at me, I learned how to meditate. And you're stupid if you don't learn how to meditate too. To the point. Um... When I first learned how to meditate, I thought I was so much better than everybody. It was ridiculous. Um, And I actually would get angry when people around me would get stressed and I would get angry. um, And I didn't recognize that I needed to go and be sober, like that it was my time to like stop drinking. I didn't necessarily recognize that fully. Um... That came later on when I realized I couldn't get into a state of meditation when I was drinking. And so if I can't even get into a high state of meditation while I'm drinking and I'm feeling sicker more, then, like, I don't really see how it's fun anymore. I don't really enjoy it anymore. But before that, even, when I just learned how to, like, deep breathe, I got so angry and I would start even yelling at people uh, because I thought I was so much better. Because this meditation thing is trendy. And I learned how to meditate. um, From somebody who knew how to teach it right. And everything else. And so. That's how seriously I got into this. And I got into other types of meditations. And chakra trainings. And all that kind of stuff. And I. Hours and hours were devoted to. learning and and it you know it was cool to do that it was very much worth the time to put in I don't even know all the terms anymore though like that part of having to learn all the terms and types of meditations that was not actually the most necessary it was more about learning the states that you can put yourself in Um, doing shamanic exercises that were very challenging. I did a 10-day challenge um, that was pretty scary at first, pretty um, wondering if I was even going to have the space. And I did it even somehow living with a lot of people. Um, And I kind of did this, and it kind of like changed and opened up like a very big awakening So I do understand and recognize the multifaceted nature of spirituality um, and that church is not the only way to God. Um, But there's values that I connect with on a very deep level and that we bond with as a family. Um, And one of those is to like be there and help other people. That's a huge value and that to be there and show up for people. Help other people. How important that actually is. How interdependent we actually are. Um, that kind of a thing. And. What good. Could come from all that. Um, there's a lot more to it. But. um, And I think that that leads to um just understanding the the nature of interdependence and how these ripple effects can uh affect other people and and outside of yourself and that kind of thing um there's a spiritual nature that is not introverted and i think that is The hardest thing for a lot of people to recognize. For a lot of us to recognize. But once we get out of our heads. We're not just kind of sitting there. Repeating the same things. You know. And. Being. To where the. You know having these like. Dull thought patterns. Once we get out of our heads. And that's where the bullshitting has kind of ended in this way where I'm no longer wanting to just bullshit you anymore. I've been feeling like maybe I've been bullshitting you as a listener a little bit. Because I've been afraid of really being honest in the last couple episodes. I've been deep on some things. I've been updating a little bit, but I've been afraid to be real honest about certain things and that it's okay to participate in something where not everybody agrees on everything either including church by the way it's no skin off my back to disagree with things that the preacher might say but yet to be there for spiritual reasons community reasons that kind of thing and not worry about it it's water off a duck's back to grow and not to people-please all the time and not to just be there to be liked and not to be there to just assist or just give feedback all the time or just stay in one place because our energy has to move and we get very restless. And so these changes that you might be feeling, you might feel guilty for feeling or you might feel... um like what is going on, because you're changing and you want something a little bit different or something more. More. Because if we keep telling ourselves that like who are we to think we can earn or who are we to think we deserve to earn or who are we to think that... We should put people out to survive? Or who are we to think we should ask for help? Or who are we to think that we can help people? If you keep telling yourself that, you're not going to survive. You're just, you're not going to survive anymore. Like you're going to be, it's going to be lights out. At the end of the day like you're not going to survive your spirit your energy is going to be sucked away into a vacuum bag that's going to be thrown out if you don't recognize within yourself that is how getting out of homelessness was even fucking possible was to realize and getting out of a, a really crazy sort of um, bad property and a dangerous situation because we realize like our safety actually matters. You actually matter. And how you spend your time matters. Your energy levels matter. And so if you just stay stuck like this, What ripple effects have you actually been able to make? What, you know, when you're 92 years old, you might be able to say, Oh, I read over a thousand books. But what has that amounted to when you're 92 and you wish that you've done more? When you're 92 and you're tired. So, some difficult questions, some things to take in. It's really, really strengthening and cool to be in a space where I don't have any fucks to give anymore. I don't care what you think, whether you're the closest or the furthest from me. Um, fuck being liked at the end of the day. Fuck being liked all the time, fuck being, it doesn't mean you go out of your way to hurt people, but really, at the end of the day, you're not on this earth to be liked, you know, you can be on this earth to be kind, and to be patient, and to be humble, and to do for others, and to help, and to... Figure out what way works to earn for you. Figure out what way works to survive. And even a multitude of things. It's multifaceted even earning because a lot of this comes from working for yourself, working under the table, that kind of thing. It's not necessarily money every day. It's not necessarily nine to five. It's not necessarily anything specific all the time. And sometimes you think you're being specific and you're making very general statements that are not even relevant or don't even make sense because you've not really thought deep into it because you're stuck in your own head. And so what is going to benefit you is to, and, and keep you relevant and keep your energy going is to get outside and step outside of your head. It's not so much that repeating things is bad. It's that your thoughts have become dull. You've become, your brain has become sleepy. Um, You've gotten back on drugs. You've, um, and by the way, again, some of the non harmful drugs that keep you functioning, if that is what you need, I mean, people have, people go through a lot. And so if CBD, THC, Uh, melatonin, whatever. Although melatonin I'd be kind of careful of, honestly. But even if that's helping you get out of alcohol for now, on a temporary basis, um, then do that. I would not recommend giving it to your children. There's a lot of side effects that people don't talk about. And I would not recommend staying on melatonin permanently. But if it's helping you even that, just to grab... A bottle of that to help you see or like I don't need to drink anymore I can try this and it kind of helps me a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. if that's what's helping you or like the CBD or THC if that kind of helps you get through your trauma and stay um, to where you can function and focus then you know that's that's fine but just to get back on things um, all over the place and not function well that's not going to benefit you either. Or just to go drink because it's fun and it feels good and you're not having to work for it to feel good and you're shortcutting, then, you know, that may not benefit you either. And so, would you in fact have anything to do with anybody if it had nothing to do with you? Would you in fact have anything to do with anybody if it had nothing to do with the internet? If it had nothing to do with. Um, your creative work if it had nothing to do now am I suggesting that people should talk you down and make you feel like shit? no but is it possible for you to take an interest in somebody other than yourself and your benefits? is it possible for you to take an interest in somebody outside of obligation outside of your friend's circle outside of yourself and so that's the question are you capable are you deep enough do you dare and so I think we've taken a lot of this way too seriously when it comes to um, social when it comes to our own self-interest we've taken it way too fucking seriously and I'm definitely being retracted from it repelled from it it's ridiculous, um, but being attracted to deep spirituality, being attracted to deep work through action, through energy, through making an impact, through doing something, through getting outside my own head, and that's what I want for you, so this is where we're at. Thank you for listening, take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other in the best way that you can, one day at a time, one minute at a time, and stay tuned.